BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Chad, I have a question for you. What is your question? Um, there's no ITV. What? It says channel is offline. I got mine rolling over here. Do you really? Maybe give it a little re- refresh. Okay, I'm refreshing. And chat room, can you see us? Yes. Oh, well, you look they can. very what colorful the- today, fellas. Very colorful. Huh? So yes, look- we do. Thank you. So- I need a tissue. My nose is running. So before we get started, let me introduce everybody, starting off with the man around <laughs> our I cool out rate. No, stop that. Oh, oh that's nasty. Not my fault. Well, I don't want my nose. I'm not using my shirt. shirt. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Wanna? Uh, No, they say they can't see us because there's no ITV. Oh, I was wiping my nose on Jimmy's shirt because my nose is running, and he got upset. Anyway, we want to start off by uh, saying hello to our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello. And look, folks, I have a bracelet on my bad wrist. That's how much it's gone down. I've never worn this bracelet. They can't see you anyway. Oh, shit. You can't see my beautiful diamond bracelet. Anyway, I wore this bracelet years ago at a party, and somebody turned around and said, oh, you're wearing your cock ring. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, I thought that was so offensive. It's a beautiful bracelet, and it does look like a cock ring a little bit, but who has a cock ring with like 13 or 14 diamonds going around? Nobody I know. So we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, 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 what's going on, fellas? Hello, Jimmy I'm, Star good, Lovers. Good, I, w- I went to therapy. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, wait, wait, because I'm trying to work out, all I'm trying to find out what's like going that. on with the technical problem. Well, no, let them do the technical while we do a show. I know, but he and we Our have audience to... doesn't have to always know what you're they doing. They know they're talking about it. I know that, <laughs> but they'll sit and wait nicely, or we'll bitch smack every friggin' one of them one we day. We have to say hello to all of them first, anyway. But, but doesn't matter if 
we don't there we go. see now. He doesn't now know how to. Back he does not know how to do television. He's got a commercial going now with Obama or Trump, whichever one is in office. Tell him how it's done, Ron. Tell him. I mean, really, he has no idea. All right, so here on in television, if the building blows up. You still go. You don't stop ever until your director or somebody I shouts. I, I'm the Cut. director, though, and I'm the one who's saying Your ass is a director. You couldn't <laughs> direct traffic in a cemetery. Are you right. shitting me? So hold on. we got a chat room <sighs> full of people. Let's do some hellos to everybody in the chat room. What's up? Drew is in the chat room. Zar Drew. We've got Illy from uh, Estonia, I think is where she's from. We've got Iris and from Germany. We've got, I think that's Goddess. Hey, Goddess. Of course it's Goddess. Um, we've got Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we got a really fun show, you guys, today. It's going to be great. Ron and I are, are looking very spring. Easter, very Easter, because it's only like 20 days till spring or some shit like that. Anyway, I want to get back to what I was saying. I went to the most wonderful place in Quakertown for my therapy. And I met two of the most divine people in the world. She's, her name is Lauren, the guy I forgot his name, but I'll remember it next week because I go back Thursday. They did a number on my wrist. Look, I could move my wrist. I could move my fingers. And here's my gorgeous diamond bracelet that that man insulted at a party one year when he said it was my cock ring. And I said, don't be ridiculous. Who has a cock ring? But how many diamonds? One, two, three, four, five, More than six, you can count. seven, eight, nine. <laughs> 10, 11, 12. Yeah, I thought it had 12 diamonds. Give me a break. Who's got that? Anyway, stupid people in the stupid world today. Um, <clears throat> I have to show on, us your cock ring game. <laughs> well, you know, I, have, I, I, I don't want to boast, but anybody that has a cock ring that fits like this could make porn. I mean, look at the size of this wrist. Anyway, my wrist is still swollen, and it's still scarred, and they're worried about my scar. I said, don't worry. I always wear bracelets. So sometimes high heels with the bracelets, but mostly just bracelets. So he's getting better. Anyway, ways. I have on my Mighty Mouse wristwatch, da -da 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 -da, Mighty Mouse, which I love that Jimmy gave me, and it's an anniversary wristwatch. So that's it for my jewelry, folks. Anyway, we had a very, very interesting evening last night. Yes, for we me, did. it was a disaster, but Jimmy and everybody loved it. What has happened to politeness? What has happened to... Um, manners you know these seats were 150 dollars a piece up to 300 dollars. jimmy and i were in the second row you know in a wonderful position and uh adam ant came out and suddenly everybody got up and everybody ran to the front of the stage and we couldn't see jack shit i mean i, I saw a hat a pirate hat jumping around and somebody without a voice screaming to hideous music of drums boom 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 so i had to sit there for hours with this untold amount of singing that he did i mean he must have done 30 or 40 or 50 or 132 songs of which i had my rubber earplugs in and i fell asleep could you believe falling asleep at an adamant concert Actually, had I seen him and watched him perform, I would have enjoyed myself. But with all of these fat asses in the front. Now, no lie, Jimmy will tell you there was a man behind me with his wife, I hope, who was about, <laughs> who was about six foot two. And my head, when it was back on the seat, when he was standing, was crotch level. Three or four times he was banging his crotch into the back of my head. Now, I wondered, is this an, uh, is this an accident or, or is this... Like somebody's getting off their jollies banging the back of a, a superstar's head excuse me anyway i was the least bit interested the next time he hit me i said to jimmy i'm going to fist him right in the balls and then he won't be banging my head anymore 
These concerts are not for me, folks. I'm used to the days where we sat like ladies and gentlemen, and the performer came out and we applauded, and you could hear a pin drop, and the performer sang or did comedy or whatever the performer did. It was wonderful. When I performed as a stand-up comic and I did all the nightclubs, I told the owners, please don't have the waiters serve when I'm doing certain parts of my act because the punchlines are important. And if the clanging of the dishes, they don't hear the punchline, they won't laugh. And most houses were very kind and very thoughtful because back in the 60s and 70s when I worked the clubs, they were elegant people. You know, I worked the Copacabana in New York City, the famous Copacabana, that Diana Ross was there bef the week before I was. And it, we were treated so well. Today, oh, what about that bitch? Oh, they had a security woman there. Oh, my God, what a bitch. What she didn't do to poor Eileen, my, my sweet dear friend, Eileen, uh, what's Eileen's last name again? Shapiro. Shapiro. How could I forget? Anyway, she's been very. You're not really. Like, you're not telling enough of a story. Here. Well, the story is that this person was a rude security guard who was mean to everybody. Well, towards the end of the concert, there was a six foot four guy, muscular guy, who wanted to hit her, and he kept running back, and she was fighting with him, and then she ran and hid somewhere. Then they had to hold him back because it was really going to hit this broad. And I thought, my God, what a world we've come to now. They hit women. I mean, men just punch women around. She's a bitch. I don't care if she's a bitch. There's a lot of bitches <laughs> I've met in my life, and I just spit in their face and walk away. Anyway, I mean, hang on, though. Let's tell people, hey, everybody, we saw the glam skanks opened up for Adam. you guys remember them we had them on the show last fabulous. year you they're super fabulous they got a new drummer she's fabulous great um they they were the opening act for adam and at the keswick theater the theater held 1300 people and it was sold out and you never i've never in my life seen like a concert everybody was you know probably 45 to like 70 and they no, were all no, no, jumping no, up were, and down no, and they screaming were, they were they were more like 70 to death <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of these old bags look like ridiculous fools. They were standing up with Adam Ant white paint on their face. That means something. I don't know what it means. And they're banging their hands like this with the music. Well, one guy, his dentures almost fell out. He, and the other one, he went into spasms in his shoulder. <laughs> we almost had to have emergency there. And they all, everybody in the whole place, except for Ron and I, just about, everybody else in the whole place was singing every lyric to every word of every song. You know, I, I, I think Adam Ant's cool. He gave a, he, he's a real he performer. Did, he really works. The he guy, really works the stage. Well, he's little, all over the place. Fella, he works. He's in his 60s, you know. So, like, you know, if you like Adam Ant's music, he puts on a great show. There were so many people there. I mean like to sell out to sell the place out like that and it sold out really quickly so we had a really good time but we got to hang out with the glam skanks and we loved, loved them. them we're gonna bring them but, back you know, on adam ant's music came out when i was already a mature man with two children and a wife and a home so i lived in suburbia eleganza you know i wasn't into that rock and roll crap <laughs> and so you know he was not for me uh, but I sat there like a gentleman, you know, with my earplugs in sleeping. And I thought that was very nice to do instead of walking out and staying in the lobby, which is another thought I had. But the glam girls, I love. They are glam fun. Skanks. What are they called? The glam skanks. I know, but I don't like that name. I told you I will <laughs> never call them that. You know what a skank is in my neighborhood? When somebody said to you, oh, Ron Russell, he's a skank. What a horrible insult that was. A skank was like a dirty, smelly skank. But so I, I hate them, and I told them I, I wish they changed their name. They were fabulous. I call them the glam girls. 
because they are sure glam girls. Now and they the drum, a great show. The drummer they got is divine. She is the handsomest woman I've ever seen. And I suspect she may be a gay woman. I'm not quite sure. But I said to her, in case you're a gay woman, <clears throat> I want you to know that I wish I was a woman because I'd be chasing you down the street. You're so sexy and beautiful. And if I were a woman, of course, I'd have enormous boobs and gorgeous legs. And very much like when I go and drag. Anyway, the girls are wonderful. The lead singer, gorgeous, gorgeous, sweet. We had the best time with them. Also, Aaron Paul was with us, and you can't beat Aaron Paul. He's a fabulous entertainer. He's one of the, uh, what kind of boys? He was from Worlds Apart, the boy Worlds band. Worlds Apart, very famous in England, very, very big group. He's a very famous guy in England. So all of our English friends that are listening, you know who Aaron Paul is. And, of course, my dear friend, the and lady, the lady with the crazy hair, and we were invited by Lee Runchy from Chrome. <clears throat> Lee Runchy has which the most awesome. She was fabulous, and I was jealous because she has the most gorgeous white hair that she bleaches, not a trace of yellow in it, and it. I mean, I've never seen a white that you could see through, and I tried to get her formula because I don't like my gray hair in the back. I like to bleach my head and make it all white. But the dark hair in the back comes in a little yellowy, and then I look like an old barmaid slut because I have white in the front with the orange and ugh, gross. Anyway, um, the evening was terrific. We ate in the weirdest place because we didn't have time to go to dinner. Did you ever eat dumplings? I mean, who ever heard of a restaurant that serves dumplings? Awesome. They're little round balls. They look like gorilla balls. They're little, and they're stuffed with weird crap. Like my, I loved it. I, I had, had roast pork in mine. They yeah, were well, great. Of course you did. The pork must have come from uh, Yucatan. But anyway, um, I had interesting little golf balls, whatever they were. I mean, we had cheesecake ones. Yeah, the cheesecake ones tasted like, I don't know, plaster of Paris with a little coloring and maybe a raisinette in it. But um, not the best food, darlings. I mean, I'm used to five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, <laughs> one-star restaurants now that I'm with Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I go to Did Zuna. you get that one, Chad? I love that. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, well, Jimmy never took me to a Taco Bell. Wait, Jimmy never took me to a five thousand dollar Valentine dinner. Like you took your girlfriend. Uh, I, I got. I, did you know once? I forgot what the occasion was. We were driving down to Florida. Oh, it was our anniversary of my birthday. And I was laying in the back of the truck eating a liverwurst sandwich while we were driving to Florida. And I said to Jimmy, this is my birthday dinner. They love dumplings in the chat room. So. You, you love? What it is was this? a dumplings restaurant. I had never seen anything I like it. Never it was five life. dumplings for $7, and it was really good. I have never in my life heard of a dumpling restaurant. Me neither. I haven't either. It goes to show you living in the forest makes you stupid. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. Chad, have you ever heard of a dumpling restaurant? No, I've heard of dumpling. Yeah. yeah, but this is only dumplings and then some Well, weird, they had like soups and weird salads. Weird kind of soup with like trees growing out of the <laughs> soup. It was just strange. Uh, strange I food. It. I will never do it again. You know, I'm from the old school and I like to go to a restaurant with a tablecloth, <clears throat> nice china, nice flatware, somebody that comes over and serves you nicely and it, and everybody's not screaming in the restaurant like restaurants today. You can't even talk to anybody. People are rude. It was they, long and narrow. It only had three tables and like a little bar area. And when we got there, we there was nobody that. there. But when we left, it was a line coming out the door to get in well, the place. that's only because next door was the theater we were going into to hear the end. But um, years ago, restaurants, you spoke softly. Well, we got to go, Today, they scream. I mean, it's just not fun going out anymore. And you pay three, four hundred dollars for a dinner for two, and you got to be treated like crap by the waiter. You got to be pushed around. And as soon as you finish your food, they not even they slap the bill on the table. 
Oh, yeah, they, Ron hates that. And Wherever then they take Jimmy's plate because Jimmy eats like a hawk. I mean, Jimmy's fast. He goes, zzz, zzz, zzz. don't speed me up. I'm talking. I know. We have, no, I have to call. No, we have to call. It's past they'll, time. They'll wait a minute. I know, but I don't want to make and people wait. I don't wait. have to be on the show anymore. I, I don't want to make people wait. You could do the show I don't want to make people wait. Go finish your thing. He doesn't like it when they take, they take the, he took my plate away the other day we were eating and they and took my plate away eating. and left him still eating. Because I eat slowly. Which is true. I eat slowly. Looking like a big fat slob eating while this guy is uh, not. Uh-oh, anyway. why is Donna on the phone? Donna. Donna. I got her on Donna. there. Uh, what? Is that our first guest or second guest? No, Donna's our second guest. Oh, my but, bad. But I'll take her for the two hours. No, our, our Liz, <laughs> is our, Liz is our first guest, so hopefully she doesn't call back, and let's Roger go ahead that. and call everybody. Let's let's see how it works, Chad. We're going to call Liz now, everybody. This is Liz Vassy. We're getting ready to call. Our oh, other I guest today to is one thing Donna quickly. Lee Heising. I have finally given in to Twitter and the other thing and Twitter and whatever. What do you mean? And I'm... Just telling everybody my age and younger, yep. learn oh. the computer. It's the future. <laughs> sure. You'll never get a job. No, seriously. That's the truth. Movie, theater, movie theaters are going out of business. They're going to become malls and stores. Maybe. Everybody's going to be on, on Skype because television <laughs> sets are going to be in three dimension in the size of your living room wall. So everybody eventually will be Skyping. So I'm giving in. I'm going to learn. He's going to learn Twitter. You know, because right. I was using my age, you know, being 36, <laughs> I figured, Jesus, I can't learn the computer. Good being 76, that's even harder. Okay, Why hold don't on. you blow it out we of your ass, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Liz, can you hear us? Hi, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Absolutely. But it's still, I could see you, and you're pretty. <laughs> oh, my. I like you already. Oh, so, so how do we correct? How do we correctly pronounce your last name? Is it Vassy? Vassy, that was perfect. There we go, because we're going to make a nice introduction for you once we get going here. All right, you ready to go? Am I allowed to speak now? You can say something, but then we're going to. But I don't want you to give up all the good stuff that doesn't go into the TV show. So, like, I, want I have you no to idea what he's talking about. I hope the audience is doing. <laughs> right. I, I don't he know. likes to. He likes to like start talking and asking all these good questions, no, but then but we miss it because I have to edit it out because we don't I have, have an no introduction. Idea. I, the truth ah. of the matter is, we have over four million fans, and I have no idea why. I'm truthful. I, what they He's see, nice to them. What they see in this show, I will never know. <laughs> Jimmy, I have a very important question. Okay. That shirt. Who? I want uh, that shirt. I got it. Believe it or not, it's from Johnston and Murphy. I love it. Thank you. It's, it's got not, nice it's colors. It's pastels. It's not one of mine. I'm a clothing designer, but today I'm wearing normal people clothes. But thank That's you. I'm glad you like it. And, yes. and you don't like my shirt? I do. I knew you were going to say that. I've known you for five seconds, and I knew you were going to say that. Well, I, I, got my, I got my shirt. I got my shirt on 14th Street, New York, outside on the rack of Woolworths, Super, of, of Woolworths Five and Dime, and the shirt was $1.99 <laughs> because it doesn't have – it has holes in the armpits. Yeah. <laughs> if I lift well, my armpits, the hair comes out, so I uh, can't lift my armpits. Yeah. It, it must have been a mistake in the manufacturing because they put the sleeve on, but they left the armpits open. You paint a beautiful picture. Thank you. Fooling, fooling. All right, here we go, everybody. Now we're going to do our, our, our nice intro. All no, right. My shirt belongs to, I don't know who, it's got his thing on the back of my neck. Imagine they put the label now for the world to see on the back of your neck. Isn't that ridiculous? It's almost like they do it on purpose. Yes. Oh, no, I don't think so. Of course they do. It's like ridiculous. The one I really love is underwear that we wear. You know, we wear the new slingshot kind that you put it all in there and it makes a nice little package. And uh -huh. have the writing across your, your wango of the, the designer. Now, what do they expect us to do at men's rooms? Drop our pants and advertise? Or how do you, you know, what is the point in having the designer's name on your wangola? 
I don't know, dude. You lost me at Wangola. I've never heard that before. <laughs> well, that's a polite see, way. See, this is stuff that needs to go in the show when you're talking. Oh, that's oh, my whole oh, point. None oh, of that. Well, nobody's going to see that on oh, TV. Oh, we're not filming yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was my point uh, that he says he doesn't get like that I was trying believe to believe me more. honey there's a lot more coming this <laughs> is the start of it alright everybody now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star show with Ron Russell the fabulously talented and incredibly gorgeous Liz Vassy hello and welcome to the show hi thanks for having me good thanks. let me I'm going to introduce you to everybody starting off with my cool outrageous man about town co-host Ron Russell how are you? So nice to meet you. I've never seen you before or spoken to you before. <laughs> it's going to be such a pleasure, indeed, speaking to you. Yes. And I will then tell you what a Wangola is. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard the word Wangola before you. I don't know what I've been doing with my life. Well, it used to be called a Wang. Right. In New York or Brooklyn, we used to say it's a Wang. And right. I, made it, I made it polite by saying a Wangola. I added a little gola to it to make it sound sweet. He likes to make his own words. It's yeah. called the Ron Russell Dictionary. Absolutely. <laughs> so adding two syllables makes it polite. That's well, good. It's, better, it's, better, it's, like, it's like pussy. I, oh. I think that's a very rude word. But pisola is fantastic. No, if you say pussy. <laughs> now, I love the word pussy. We it, love it's kitties. It's very chic. So if a wangola goes near a pussy, it's a lovely thing. <laughs> But if a Not for you. But if a wang goes near a pussy, it's common and vulgar and trashy and very, very obscene. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to me. I See that? So we've also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. And we've never heard of a wangola here in South Florida either, so welcome to the show. You have, you have, to, come, you have, to, you have to come from Brooklyn or Astoria, oh, Queens. I see. Because that everybody in Astoria, all my friends that I grew up with, they all know wangola. Okay, hold on. We have a chat room full of people, Liz. So say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. There you go. All right. And now, before we even start and talk about anything, I want to show everybody, look, what I got in the mail. Okay. So, all right, everybody. Oh, my God. Now we have my very own Liz Vassy Captain Liberty action figure. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Let's go with my Patrick Warburton tick action figure. Wow. They gave you some pair of tits. Look at those tits <laughs> they gave you. My I God. know. Look, I have my own without the yeah, head. Yeah, hers doesn't oh, have a head. I'll go on eBay. <laughs> Why? What, you didn't give head to your dog? Oh. <laughs> I didn't. My dog got no head. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bitch. If you, your dog doesn't get head, boy, that's a bitch. And no everybody way. out there, am I, wait, am, I, am I doing a good shot, everybody? Can you see it well? That's Isn't good. that so everybody knows that I collect action figures of guests, and normally I wait till after they come on in case they cancel right before they come on or something. I don't want to have their action figure, but but I knew Liz was going to be fantastic, you guys, what and is, she's doing so that? many cool things. And so this is my DVD collection of the Tick TV series. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Which that's I can't stand the idea that, that Patrick it. Warburg dresses up like a tick. When we had him on the show, and he was like, why would anybody want to be he, – he, he gets skeeved out by, like, bed, bed bugs, bugs and, and ticks. And ticks. <laughs> Can't deal. And so the fact that he's like a tick was, like, freaking him out. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's not, he's not that kind of tick. He's a crime-solving tick. He's, he's a big crime. blue crime-solving tick. It's so um, much fun. Well, they, yeah, they, they, did, they did a doll of me. And they I, did. oh, yeah, I wouldn't sign it. I wouldn't let them do it. I said, oh, no, this doll looks 76. <laughs> No, you can't see that. I got to, I got to, I got to comment on mine because they sent me a prototype, and at first the ass was gigantic, and they well, were like, how to match the knockers because those are <laughs> torpedoes, my dear. No, no, it was gigantic, and they said, "What What's do you think?" I said, "Just shrink the ass a little bit," and they, they did. I was really pleased with that, actually. 
You're going to be the second person I'm going to ask this question. The first person was the legend Jane Russell, the movie star, who was my good friend. And when I interviewed her, I said, Jane, tell me your bra size in 1940. And she mm-hmm. said, 36B. And I said, for that, they made such a big deal your whole career. Mm-hmm. Now, my show was called Set the Record Straight. And I said, what would you like to say about that? She said, listen, Ron, they put up that I'm a 44D. That's bullshit. She said, I'm only a 36B. Now, you're the second person I'm going to ask. What is your bra size? My God, I'm the second person after Jane Russell? Absolutely. I've never asked that question. Which, by the way, I have to say, everybody in the chat room is talking about how gorgeous you are, and you are super gorgeous, which I told you yesterday. Let's find out her bra size, because this doll has 44 double Ds. (laughs) No, that's that's actually uh, absolutely not right. No, I'm a 34C. I'm perfectly normal. (laughs) So you see... You said, why, down. why did they give you these Jane Mansfield knockers? <laughs> because it's an action hero and you have to like look like but it. But you realize if a child plays with it, they could poke their eye out? <laughs> they could the- also poke our eye out with the Captain Liberty top. And Meanwhile, I love the doll. I can't wait to make this doll beat up Wonder Woman. We have a Wonder Woman Oh, yeah, doll we got a too. Wonder Woman doll. So later, I'm going to play with you beating up Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, because we're not going to open you. Because like uh, when time goes Must on, you tell the truth always. I know, but I, I know, but I don't want anybody to think that anybody who knows collects action figures all knows right, you can't take right. them out of the all container right. unless you have two of them. Now let's get because, down to the- because this is what happens. That's right. That's what happens. The dog eats the head off of it. Dog eats the head. No, no, she did that in case a boyfriend comes over. She has an excuse to say, listen, I need head because my, you know, my, I lost doll, my, doesn't head. Have, my doll doesn't have a head on it. So could you give me a, a, a doll head? I'm married. That's how I got my husband. That was the exact line I used. Well, I'm, I was talking about what you use on your boyfriend, not your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so, I want to ask the question. What do you do for a living? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. I love her little face. And those teeth, I want to knock them out. They're oh, gorgeous teeth. I I had such a hard time with my teeth, and I hate them. They capped them, or I don't know what the frig they did to them. They look like donut, uh, uh, not donut. Sugar cubes. Let me smile for me. Smile for me. I don't smile. He doesn't ever smile. Like sugar cubes. Like, what are you talking like about? Chicklets. They, they look like ch- they look fake. Chicklets. They do look no, like chicklets. They look fake. They don't look <laughs> they like. Don't. You know they get them to look like real teeth. Wait a second though. Is your uh, is your husband someone that everybody knows? Is he like uh, a famous actor? No, he's actually a steady cam operator. I met him on oh. a movie. Yeah. Oh. Oh in Texas and I picked up the Steadicam operator and we met and we got engaged three months after the day that we met and we got married three months after that. And, and how long is that? How long ago was that? 12 years. So it appears to Way be to go, That's my favorite cameraman is the Steadicam. I love them to death. It's sexy, because, right? Well, because the scene can be jumpy around and it keeps it steady. I can't stand this bullshit camera that they do like a People years ago with a movie eight, they used to go all over the place. I go to the movies, I get nauseous when yeah, I I'm see those I'm not good scenes. with those movies with the shaky cameras when they change no, the scene. No, so really a steady. For those of you out there that don't know what a steady cam is, it's a piece of genius work. <laughs> it's a weird apparatus the cameraman puts on, and no matter what happens, he can run and jump. The camera does not bounce. So it's a steady. So wait, cam. what movie was it? <clears throat> uh, it, was a, it was a Tommy Lee Jones movie called Man of the House. Okay, great movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's a it's it's a cute. No, I I have a thing about these like dumb gay movies, and I love them. And it was a really cute movie. And I was always um, I had met Christina Milian right before that, and so like when it came out, I was all excited because I was like, oh look, I met her, you know, and here she is, in like in this film, and it is a cute movie. It's a cute movie. Well, I played a Texas Ranger, and I looked like a gigantic piece of nugget. 
like in this beige outfit with black, like with a little bit of chocolate on top, which was my hat. I look like hell. And I kept thinking the Steadicam operator is so cute. And I kept trying to flirt with them. And I was like, I look like a gigantic piece of nugget. He's not going to go after a gigantic piece of nugget. So I tried to flirt with him and I told the makeup artist I thought he was cute. And she told him it was like seventh grade. And then he uh, asked me out at the end of the movie. And then that was it. It was 12 years. We've been married for 12 years. I love that. That's what's a nice That's a story. I wish that would happen to my daughter, Deirdre. She's an <laughs> actress. And she's she went out with, I can't say who, because she would crucify me, but with a very, very famous actor, extremely famous, Academy Award winner. Uh-huh. And, and he went back on drugs, and she had to leave, and it was heartbreaking. And she vowed. And she's not married now. Yeah, and she <laughs> vowed on any set she's on, she will never, ever have anything to do with anyone on the set and she didn't care who they were so that stinks because you know you can meet a husband i gotta like let, you i'm gonna tell her to watch this show yeah you know what uh, honestly because my husband said he would never ever date an actress and i said well i would never ever date somebody with preconceived notions about what somebody does for a living and there you right, go that was a good you. answer well, going back going back to jane, wait, 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 jane russell that. jane russell told me that when she was dating um oh god an actor, I forgot his name, I'll get it to you in a minute. Howard you said to her, now what did you want to go and do that and date an actor for? <laughs> you know? Because everybody just looks down at it. What, what who John John Payne, that's who Jane Russell was dating, John Payne at the time. All stars. And you know who Howard Hughes is, right? I do, and I know and I know Jane Russell's bra size. This has been incredibly educational. I mean, and I'm getting uh, like I just got like fifteen texts on my phone saying Liz Vassie is in a bunch of stuff I love. She kicks ass. She's so hot. All these like people are like sending me text friends of mine who I they're not in the chat room, so they're sending me messages on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I've I've interviewed a few thousand celebrities in my in my years, okay? Just on the Jimmy Star Show, well over 400, because we do two every week. Um, I've learned one thing. When the personalities are like you, the work is fabulous. When the personalities are not good, the work's not good. So really and truly, when people cast, they should cast people like you, because you're going to bring to the screen everything that the, the writer and the director want. Thank you very much. I like everything about what you just said. But don't, <laughs> but don't you agree? Um, you know what? I've worked with a bunch of nice actors. I don't know. I've lucked out. Most of the shows that I've been on have been cast with incredibly cool people. And I know that sounds like bullshit. Am I allowed to curse on this show? That's yeah, you, you can okay. Say so something. it sounds like bullshit, yeah. but everybody's been really nice. So uh, yeah, I don't not, know. Not a matter of being nice. Glenn Ford. Do you know who that was? I do. The actor. Okay. Glenn Ford in person drank, mm-hmm. mumbled, never said a word, hadn't any personality, was as dull as the, the, the dullest thing in the world. Yet, as an actor, he was a good actor, but he was also a dull actor. He didn't have a fire. He didn't have spunk. And that's why Betty Davis chose him for so many movies, because she would never work against a man who could outshine her. She always picked these men that were submissive and boring. So that's another thing in proof. I'm going to write a book about this. You need to write a book about it. You should. You should. Actors actors that are boring are going to be boring on the screen. Because they don't have it. And now you're a, a very vivacious girl with a bubbly personality. I would love to see you in a, in a romantic comedy. I bet you you'd be outrageously hilarious. I'm serious. I'm serious. 
I know. Like, thank you. I keep getting cast as crime solvers. Everything I do is solving crime. I, everything no, you do is solving like, crime. I don't like yeah. her that way. She's got a bubbles. She's on bubbles. Wait, I want because I have a couple things, and I know we we have a lot of things to to go over while we have you on the show. But I want because I went down your IMDb right, and like you did all kinds of stuff. Even like even for a for an actress who just got started, you even started with like cool stuff. You know, like even though I didn't, I don't even remember these shows, and I I was in college when they came out. I should have like known them. But you were like in, in had an you were in an episode of Superboy, which I don't even remember. And well, then that I was a sad card, yeah, that was the first thing I ever shot. I and then. Long- the new Leave It to Beaver, which I didn't know that there was a new Leave It to Eat Beaver. But then you you had like iconic roles in like all the shows that were popular when I was growing up. So you got first of all, you were on Beverly Hills 90210, which is like my absolute freaking favorite like show ever. And so you did an episode of that. Parker Lewis can't lose. Married with Children. Murphy Brown. Quantum Leap. You did the movie Calendar Girl with Jason Priestley. I love Jason Priestley because of the whole 90210 thing. Then yeah. you did a bunch of episodes of All My Children. We love all the soapies. All the soaper people, they're like the coolest. Yeah, we've got tons of soap. Cool. I did that for two years, and my father was a pimp on the show. My mother was a prostitute. My stepmother was a prostitute. My stepmother was a gambler. I got knocked up. I lost the baby. I went nuts, and I tried to kill somebody. and was put in insane as now, that, now, that's a family movie for today. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, it just tells you what the families in America are like today. <laughs> then we did. Then you did. You also were in two episodes of Murder She Wrote, four episodes of ER. You were on Dawson's Creek, but and you were on Home Improvement. Tim Allen, I love Tim Allen. But then you did something that I've never heard of before, and I have to like see it now, just because like I I, I thought it was because it's like another one of those comedy superheroes, The Adventures of Captain Zoom in Outer Space. Oh, Tell us something about that, because I have no idea what that is. I've never heard of it. You know what it is? It's a great deal, like Galaxy. Quest. It was done before Galaxy oh, Quest, and it was about this actor who was basically sent to another planet to stall to to solve this whole thing that was going. There was a civil war going on, and I was one of the leaders. See, again, I was trying to fight crime, so I was a <laughs> rebel. And uh, but I was a rebel in a something like a a, a weird bikini, <laughs> as you do. And I look at his eyes, and uh, and I had a great big gun, and I I, I was uh, very tough. And um, he came to my oh. planet, and we ended up saving this this planet together. But it was very funny, and it was uh, it was it was a joy to shoot. I think Brian yeah, Levin. Jimmy Jimmy told me who we, who, and who was the, who was the lead in that? Like who was the main person? Who was Captain Zorro? Zoom, uh, Captain Zoom. Zoom? Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan. Oh shit! This is a long time ago. I never thought you'd ask about this, Dan. I, I never thought I did either. I never even heard. Let's of Let's make up a name, Dan Daly. <clears throat> Daily. Um, he was great. I know that. I can tell you the director's name, and I can also tell you that that is how I met Ron Perlman. He was in it. Yeah, he was in it. Yeah, because I, I knew there was somebody big in it. I knew there was some people. Her from Star Trek, she was in it too, which was really cool. So it was fun. It was a long time I, ago. I, I met Ron Perlman when he was courting his wife, who was that fabulous actress. I can't think of her name now. Um, and Ron Perlman was, uh, what, what am I talking about? I can't say it. Oh, Jesus, I can't tell that story. Okay. <laughs> now I want to Don't hear. tell it. Oh, I forgot what it's out. No, I can't. Well, I'll tell you when we go off the air. Okay. Oh, Daniel Riordan. Okay. Comments, Captain comments okay. about how happy I was that he was dating his wife, and he gave the reasons why I can't. But anyway, <laughs> use your imagination. I love her. Her name is Jessica. 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 Make it up daily. <laughs> Make it up to I, You know what? I love you. You should be in comedy. You absolutely 
I, she, I'm no, telling she doesn't you, do a lot of comedy. No, movies. comedy movies. You know those dumb movies. They that, are that, comedy movies made? that she's in. No, 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 no. You told me she's in all the movies that she was a cop and that killed. You know. No, but she, like like the superhero ones are comedy superheroes. They're not like these. Oh, see, bad. I don't watch them. I love I've those. Seen, <laughs> I've seen your work. No, I've seen your You've work. You've seen her on CSI of 85 right. times. Yeah, so that's that's how I that's how I was introduced to my you in my mind. Right. And I expected a very serious drama actress. You know, I play a detective and I'm, you know, oh, yeah. I'm and I, yeah, you know, and I'm a woman and I want women's rights and, you know, I don't want to look like a weak woman. That bullshit. Oh, wait, no, I do want women's rights. Let's not yeah, make that. I know, but you're not talking about it. You're more of a bubble than you are. You're more like do it than, than. You're adorable. You're, you're fluffy. You're, he likes you're, women's rights, too. <laughs> well, it depends on what rights they want, not when they want all your money and you divorce them. <laughs> <laughs> then women's rights goes out the fucking window. We, Listen. We, uh, we just want equal. What? That is the biggest mug I've ever seen in my entire life. What is? What's in that? Jesus. Vodka. No. Oh. It's uh, believe it or not, it's what is it? It's diet iced tea. Diet iced tea. <laughs> uh, okay. I want one. Of those I'm not kidding. Isn't it a great mug? Well, it's a two-hour show, and we talk the whole show, and you get dry. So you know that you have to liquid. Okay, so hold lose on. Your voice. So I'm gonna move a four. Oh, so, so, so give us some cool thing about CSI. So you're on CSI. It's like the the great. Uh, those are my favorite shows: CSI and Criminal Minds. I we watch need to get it. you on Criminal Minds. And you're too. good. I mean, um, that's what I want to talk about. Even when you play on CSI, you're not who you are now. That shows me you're an actress. Well, thank you. Know you. How, you know how most actors there are in life. They're the same way on film. They don't like Harry Grant. Like Jack Nicholson. Harry, he always plays the yeah. same thing. And Harry Grant, Harry Grant was wonderful, but he was always Harry Grant. Yeah. You, you, I, I swear to God on my kids, I didn't expect you to be the bubbles you are. <laughs> I, and I said to Jimmy, is she going to be a hard drive? He said, no, she's lovely. I said, I don't know. Okay, so hold on. Give us a little you, something you about... You really fooled me on CSI. You played that fucking part so good that I believe well, that's who you were going to be. Thanks, I mean, you made me, And you made me say fuck Look, twice. Look, there she is. I know what she on looks CSI? like. They're showing clips. Yeah, we see. Oh, I, I, the coolest thing that I got to do on that, they let me go to Vegas, and I got to ride around with the real CSIs. So I got to go to crime scenes with them, and I got to learn how to take fingerprints, and I got to like learn how to swab people's mouths for DNA, which is very strange and intimate. But I also got to go um, and hang out at the ME's office. I watched uh, an autopsy. I watched three. Oh, go away. Yeah. I did. Get out of town. Are you serious? The whole thing was fascinating. Yeah, it was absolutely fascinating. Cutting a human to pieces. I would love to watch it, but I wouldn't be careful. Sickie. Again, <laughs> my, my, my daughter. My daughter. I'm another sickie. <laughs> my my daughter Deirdre, the actress, before yeah. and while she was being an actress, she went to school to learn to be a, a, a physical therapist or whatever, but but holistic. And in her course, they had to do a thing like you just did, a, a, an autopsy. She watched. And it was an old lady. And my daughter started to cry and ran out because she said it reminded her of my mother. And she said, Daddy, it was like Grandma. Could be. I couldn't do it. So she left. And then she chose a really good profession where you work all the time. She became an actress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steady work, my dear. She loves so steady no, did work. You, did you have a good time being on a CSI? Because, uh, I mean, you did a whole... You have a great credits before CSI, but CSI basically like puts you like on the map as like everybody knows who you are now. Well, uh, CSI. Well, she's a big star now. Now she's a TV star. 
huge. No, there were um, three shows that I did that I loved, and I think it was three shows. They were steamrolled by CSI and the ratings. So basically, I'd done these three shows I loved, and they were canceled after six episodes, The Tick being one of them, because CSI was such a huge juggernaut of a hit. So by the time I got on CSI, I was like, yeah, you guys owe me. Like, you owe me money because I <laughs> shows because yeah. of you. So, keep um, dreaming, keep dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Keep on dreaming. What do you think of Marissa Haggerty? What, what, what? What do you think of Marissa Haggerty? Hargitay. Hargitay. Oh, you know what? I did a, a show with her called Grapevine like a million years ago. She did an episode and I did an episode. We didn't work together, but I thought she was lovely. Oh, she's great. That's different. That's huh? Law and Order. No, I know that, okay. but the comparison of the shows, they're similar shows. I mean, they could switch positions and the show works. Not really. I, yeah, Marissa could do her part and she could do Marissa's part. You know, she needs to be on Criminal. You should be on Criminal Minds. Like they always no, have. No, no, no. She's got to be in something like Dara's Day film. I know, I know, but don't I know, eat but the daisies. I happen to love Criminal Minds, though. So I would like to watch Psych to see you on Criminal Minds because no, you would I, fit with all the people. I would. You, wait, wait. Let me let me talk a little bit. Talk a lot. Do you ever do you ever watch? Have you ever seen Criminal Minds? I've only seen it a couple times because of Paget because I've met okay. Paget. Times and um and she's great on it and you know I don't I don't watch a lot of TV actually um I, I haven't seen and I haven't seen a lot of crime shows because I was on one so it's sort of like working uh-huh. at a night shop all day long. I don't really but you it. were on you you did a couple episodes of Two and a Half Men. I did, that's, and that's big comedy. So yeah, when I you don't want- know, I I see her. At, see if I were casting now, I would cast her in an old Doris Day movie, brought back, revamped, uh, updated. She's got that Doris Day quality, that that lovely where you want to hang out with her. I want like I want to be your girlfriend and go shopping with you. <laughs> we could go have our nails done and stuff. You know, Jimmy and I are married. Did you know that Jimmy? I would like to take you for a ten kilometer run, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that one won't go. I, I don't think so. Maybe like a half of one kilometer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll run from the car to Starbucks. Yeah. Well, you're, okay, Starbucks I'll do. Starbucks <laughs> Wait a sec. So I have not oh, Wait, seen- I have to say something. Did you know that Jimmy and I are legally married? I, I did know that, actually. Oh, okay. So I want you to know that when I fool around and yell at him, it's what married people do. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I didn't want you to think that I was rude to my so, co-host. So when you were on Two and a Half Men, were you on Ashton Kutcher Two and a Half Men or Charlie Sheen Two and a Half Men? Because no, I did I, not see you. I was in the last dregs of the Charlie Sheen years. I was, uh, I was just a friend. Yeah, it was great, yeah. actually. I mean, there's supposed to be so much stress on that set, and I hear about so much stress on that set. I didn't see any of it. I had a great time. Charlie and I, and I don't know what this says about me, but we got along really, really well. Oh, no, that's terrific. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, Charlie's private life is his private life. That's Not everybody the- exposes their private life. Do you know Serena Vincent? No. Okay. I just thought maybe you might. She See? played. She was like played his girlfriend on an episode of that also. She's a friend of mine. I really don't disclose my private life. Oh, yeah, right. Not my private life is I'm not a homosexual. I'm a heterosexual. <laughs> yeah. And I love women. I just make believe with Jimmy. I fake it. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you fake it very well, my friend. You fake I fake, very- like, you're so gorgeous. I would date you in a minute and marry you, and, and I think you're beautiful. And if I tell Jimmy that, he gets upset. <laughs> no, I, get, I wouldn't get upset with her. She's oh, fabulous. Let's get L.A. It's 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 three when way, it's when she way, no. Oh, look way, at that picture. How LA. gorgeous she looks. Okay, um, they're putting all kinds of pictures of you up for everybody else to also be able to see. So, all right. So you've done all these great things. Um, I want to transfer over to your documentary so we can talk about your documentary. But before we do that, tell me, like, is there what's the one uh, movie or television show that if you like, it would be kind of like on your bucket list. Like, oh my God, if I could like have been in something, this is what I would have really liked to be in. And then who's like the, the person that you have not acted with yet that you would be really thrilled and think it would be great to act with. Those are 
really good questions. Okay, let's see. Uh, right now, the TV show that I would want to be on, without a doubt, is Game of Thrones. But I would want to be very, very, very bad. Yeah. I would be so bad. <laughs> I'd want to be like King Joffrey bad. Yes. Would, yeah, that's what I would want. So, um, yeah, I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. So uh, I would love to be on that. And I'm trying to think if there are any shows in the past that I would want to be on. But Game of Thrones is, is, is that's pretty, pretty big. fantastic. Um, and people I would want to work with. Uh, I'm a little obsessed with Emma Stone right now. Uh, yeah. If we're talking why? modern, why? 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 He doesn't. Uh, Emma Stone. I, I know who she is. Why are you upset with her? I don't no, know. No, not upset. No, obsessed. obsessed. Oh, obsessed. I thought she said upset. I was getting some dirt here. <laughs> well, Shit. Some dirt. I what? just think she's wonderful. I think she's a terrific actress, and I hope she wins. I loved her in La La Land. I think she's one of the best, most talented uh, young actresses that's out there right now. I think she's she's fantastic. Um, but I guess if we go if we go way back, uh, Jimmy Stewart. That's who I wish I could have worked with. I have it bad for Jimmy Stewart. That's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's my name. Stewart. That's my legal name is Jimmy Stewart, but I couldn't trademark it no, because no, he's no, famous. No. It's James Bradley. No, it's Bradley Stewart. James Stewart the third, but it's Jimmy Stewart. I, I was I I came out with a clothing Sounds line. Sounds like he has a lot of money. Wait a second. Title. I came out with a clothing line uh, many, many, many years ago and I, I couldn't call it Jimmy Stewart because he was already trademarked, and that's how I became Jimmy Starr because I thought it would look cool on t shirts and stuff if when you did it. And that's what that was my foray into entertainment because then I did costume design for films and and uh, and dressed out in John and Madonna and all kinds of cool people and that's how I kind of got into all this in the in, in the first place. Yeah, so I had fun. to change my name uh, in in the nineteen fifties. My name was Rock Hudson, and <laughs> you know I had to change it now and become Jimmy Star Ron Star. <laughs> makes sense. It makes a lot but of when, sense. But when I was Rock Hudson, everybody knew who I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was famous, very famous. All right, everybody. So here's where we're going to go with the conversation now. So Liz, you guys, first of all, you can follow her on Twitter. It's actually her on Twitter. She's not going. I know she's not going. Yeah, we're talking oh. about her documentary. Oh, I don't. Uh, on Twitter, she's at Liz. I don't want you to leave. She's at Liz Vassie, L-I-Z-V-A-S-S-E-Y on Twitter. And she is working on a, is it Indiegogo, right? Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, Indiegogo. For a new documentary she's doing called The Human Race. And to follow them on Twitter, it's at Human Race Doc. And the website is the hyphen human hyphen race dot net that was that pretty good right yeah yes. well, let's let's hear about it so tell us about the human race documentary that you're putting together tell us what it's all about well you can first of all you can go to indiegogo and um and it's the human race so it's very easy to find but basically it's a documentary about runners who are between the ages of 50 and 90 um i run run running is my sanity running is like meditation to me i had a really hard time i went through a bunch of loss in in my own life and running helped me the consistency of running actually helped me get through it and i wondered at what point people start to give it up and start to do something a little calmer and then i started to find out that people run marathons like marathons and ultra marathons in their 60s 70s 80s and 90s so I was on a trip to Florida, and I ended up uh, meeting up with a running club, and I met some of these people. Like, I met a guy who stormed the beaches of Normandy, and he now, he, he wakes up and he runs every day, and it helped him through the loss of his wife. And I met another guy who runs a 10K every day. He's 72 years old. I met a woman in her 70s who told me she's done more 100-mile races than she can count. And the whole point of this documentary, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, and it's an incredibly ageist place to live. Um, yes. I think our country in general, we don't really respect people past a certain age the way that we should. I'm past that certain age, by the way. I'm over 40. I'm telling you, there's like an expiration wow, date. you look good. Well, thank name you, me sir. a doctor later, after the show. <laughs> name me a doctor. <laughs> it's all natural. It's the running. It's all the running. 
So, um, but no, I just, I think that, uh, I think that people need to be respected uh, in well up into, into older, older, like the eighties and nineties, they can do fantastic things. And I just think our country tends to discount them. So one of the reasons I want to make this is because I think it's really important to embrace the, the older generation. And the other reason I want to make it, I mean, it, that's the moral responsibility. There's also a fiscal responsibility. If we take care of ourselves um, the cost of medical care is skyrocketing lately, and there's proof. I mean, the Harvard Business Review did stories on this. If we take care of ourselves now, if we start taking care of ourselves at any age, then we'll be less likely to have to spend a huge amount of money later. And I also talked to a doctor who did a study on uh, runners and non-runners, and he compared, he compared 500 runners, 500 non-runners over a 15-year period, and he discovered that the runners were half as likely to die of any disease anything and he also discovered that their knees were stronger their joints were stronger their ligaments were stronger so this whole idea that running is bad for you is is bullshit basically it can strengthen your body if you're running correctly if you're wearing the right shoes if you're on um on a, on you know soft ground as opposed to pavements so basically you know i want to make this documentary just as sort of a, a love song to these warrior people who are doing these amazing things and and just as a message to say Take care of yourself. And if this 85-year-old can run, uh, you know, over 20 miles, then you can probably take the steps instead of the escalator occasionally. You know, just move. But, but I, find, I find a lot of it has to do with uh, hereditary uh, DNA uh, because I go to therapy now for my wrist. I had an, uh, an injury. I fell off a Christmas tree and my balls uh, cut my wrist, my Christmas balls. So um, I go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Now, now there are people in my therapy class that are probably 10 years younger than I. And they're in walkers. They're all busted up. They're a mess. They look yeah. ugly. They're overweight. They look like old people. Mm -hmm. And when I when I walked in, I have a walk about me. It's kind of like a Brooklyn Tron Travolta cocky walk. The therapist guy, the first thing he said out of my mouth was, and I'm looking at your chart, and how old are you? I said, yeah, it's right. 76 years old. I'll be 77 in May. He said, you're amazing. He said, you know, and I thought, look at all these people around me. Why are they like that? And why am I still full of life? I dance, I run, I go, I do, you know. I think genes has something to do with it, but he also, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink. We, don't drink, we don't drink, we don't do drugs, we no. don't do any of those things. We're so fucking boring, I mean, really. <laughs> I can tell you that. Really no, I, I think some of it is nature, and I think some of it's nurture. I mean, I, well, the doctor that I talked to at Stanford who ran that test on the 500 runners and, and non-runners, he basically said, look, if you're going to live for 100 years, you have uh, some of this is your choice. You can have 95 fantastic years and five kind of meh ones, or you can have 75 great years and 25 kind of meh ones. And he said, so it's your choice. He calls it compression of morbidity, which is not the most poetic of sayings, but he's right. basically saying, if stretch middle age into your late years. And if you take care of yourself, you have a better shot. And yes, I'm not saying that anything can override a, a, a genetic problem. And of course, the people that can't get up and get moving, I understand that. But the people that can will be doing themselves a lot of good if, if they yeah. But do you believe that it's all mental? Because I came from a family of my, my mother was a very young 80 and she died of an aneurysm, which was something you can't control. My mother was never heavy. She always maintained her same dress size. She ate everything that was healthy and good. She never ran, but she smoked and she smoked like a crazy lady. Mm -hmm. And now I have another friend, my friend Perry Winkler. She uh, is 95 and she has 
it's never run or done anything like that. She's just eaten. She only eats salmon and yogurt and bananas. That's her <laughs> breakfast. No, her breakfast in the morning is black coffee, a banana, and yogurt. It's always been that way. And at dinner, it's always salmon, fish. No I have meat. to. I have to say, he knows a, a lot of older people and all a the lot old of, bags, all, all the old friend. bags in Halloween, and all the ones in, that were in Hollywood you know, and stuff. And they all, but the, they they all live. They live very long, but they've all. But they don't eat junk. They don't. I mean, no, no, that's bullshit. Jane Russell was a boozer. She was an alcoholic. She went on the wagon know, in her 80s. Oh, sure. And she lived to 89, and she only died from uh, a flu. She got a very bad virus, and it killed her, you know, because her body couldn't fight it. Arlene Dahl is now in her 80s, 85, 34, and she's phenomenal. And certainly Arlene Dahl never ran a day in her life. I, I'm lucky she walks. She hires people to carry her from room to room. Wait a She's second, but you actors. said you, you run every day? I do, I do. But one thing to say about that, there are always going to be people on both sides of the spectrum. They're going no, to be no, I know, I know that, but there are so many living right now. Yeah. From the, from the 19, all the movie stars from the 1940s, the great legends, let's put, that are left, which are few, and I know them. They don't. They never ran. So there is, I, I believe in what you're saying. I really do. But I also believe in DNA and mental health. Sure. If, if you think, like in other words, if your mother was very fat and she's never moved, she sat, you know, laid in the bed for all her life, you're going to be the same way. I believe that we become what our parents are. I'm my mother. I mean, health wise. I'm my mother, and I'm my my father was my height, looked like me, and could wear a bathing suit at 81 years old and look like 50. Actually, though, I think well, I think first of all, like with your documentary, they should make young people because I think the problem in this country really now is going to be you know young people playing all their they're on their phones all day, which I I really can't talk about. Like they're playing video games. You know, when I was a kid, I got out of school, I went and played tennis, I went and played soccer, I was active. Uh, all the way through college, you know, I was like active every day doing something like active. And I don't think uh, that that happens so much anymore. And, and I think if young people today want to live old and if, if people that are in their 20s and 30s and 40s start taking care of themselves now, you know, yeah. that would benefit them greatly in their older and life. And people from the war, the Second World War, which I'm a, one of those kids. I was born in 1940 when the war broke out. We ate differently because we didn't have the food in the supermarket as readily available so yeah. most of it was garden food they grew their own lettuce they grew the you know what i mean so we sort of ate healthy and he still <clears> eats <throat> healthy oh i don't eat crap i mean he eats the worst <laughs> shit in the world did you know i never went to a mcdonald's and he took me to one i swear to you and i went in i thought i was another world i didn't have to order i remember <laughs> he was making fun of me i wanted to kill him that people were looking at I me i bet she doesn't eat junk food either you don't eat no, much junk food. Of course. no i don't her. eat it at all i, I actually had that this my my fitness craze started because I got a um I got a pilot years and years and years ago and I was playing a cop and they set me up uh, with a trainer and a nutritionist and a doctor I know again I was solving crime but they set me up with um with these people <laughs> who helped me get in shape for this role and I'd never felt better in my life and going back to what you were saying yeah you know some of it is genetics although I I'm I'm not like my parents in in a lot of respects as far as is physical health just because uh well, my is, your, is your mother yeah, still living no no both of my parents are gone they died um, young uh yeah, hmm, yeah, but there were extenuating circumstances with my mom and my dad. Uh, he smoked for a long time and he didn't eat very well. And, and a lot of it was directly tied to his diet and, and not taking care of himself. Um, but I do think 
that, yeah, certainly genetics play a part and your mindset plays a huge part. But if the other third of that is physical health, taking care of your own physical well-being, why not try? You know, now, now let me say something to make you happy about your documentary. My very dear friend 20 years ago, Bernice, was told that she had stage four cancer, had gone to her lymph nodes, and they said that she had very little time. She got so panicky that you know what she did? She went down from the doctor's office and began running through the streets of New York like a crazy lady running. And I said, Bernice, why did you do that? She said, I thought I could run away from the cancer. Well, she, she only died a few years ago, so she lived like 30 years longer than the doctor said. Now, it could have been that she became a runner because she felt when she ran, the cancer was behind her in her mind. Really and the cancer, couldn't, the cancer couldn't catch her because she could run faster. And Bernice lived way longer than they ever thought. So there is something to running. Wow, that's yeah. a really that's a sweet story. That's a very well, sweet story. Yeah, and she was, Bernice Newman, she was my wonderful friend. She was gorgeous, a gorgeous redhead with green eyes. Such a young, beautiful woman. So let's go back, though. Okay, so you guys, first of all, you want to go to Indiegogo and go to the human, and just type in the human race. She's, if you guys are following uh, at human race doc or at Liz Vassi on Twitter, you see that they've got the coolest perks ever. So they're not like asking you to contribute to this film for nothing. You get really, really great stuff. Some of the stuff is, a lot of the stuff is like autographed pictures, scripts, books. Uh, clothing, like I think one of your shirts from no Nikki and Nora or something was yeah, like up there. I'm literally whoring out all of my friends who've ever been on television. <laughs> but uh, so you get really great, well, great yeah, perks. You have to do that. That's good. Really great perks, and I think you're almost halfway there, right? We're just past halfway there. We just passed past now, halfway there. in your documentary, what I really think I will miss when I see it is you giving a little lecture on overweight. We live in Bucks <laughs> County, Pennsylvania, soon to be back in Palm Springs where the world is, exists. Uh, where we are, there's no world, it's forest, and everybody's basically farmers or just, you know, regular people, little people, but they are obese. We, we cannot believe the obesity in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. The women are gigantic, the men are huge. Men seem to have these enormous bellies <laughs> I mean, that hang down to the stomach. Wait. I don't think they could find their penis. I wait, wait, listen, though. <clears throat> About running, huh? though, because a lot of people think running is bad for your joints. What's infinitely worse for your joints is all the extra weight. Yes. So um, one of the reasons that running is good for your joints is it takes the weight off of you, which puts less stress on your knees. So yeah, I all... know, but when they're 3,000 pounds, they can't run because <laughs> they, they, they can they, walk. They because they, they, their tits go down to the floor, bounce back up, and hit him in the face. <laughs> A beautiful picture. You are going to haunt my dreams today, honey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually no, it's, it's all about food. It's very yeah. true, though, because I went to the I go to the post office a lot. Okay, so like, and I have like a relationship with the lady in the post office, so I'm always like talking to the lady in the post office. And in September, we went to Palm Springs, and so like two weeks before we were there, I was like, oh, you know, I have to lose some weight. I'm, uh, you know, we're going to Palm Springs, and the two well, ladies, and the two ladies behind me were like, what do you mean you have to look weight, lose weight? You look great, and I said, well, for Pennsylvania, I look great, but when you go to California, I am a pig. Of course, <laughs> like hot in Cleveland. Yeah, that's, yes. right. that's how I feel. But you know what it is? It's the food these people are eating now. We have introduced to us food that we've never eaten before. Yeah. Mexican food, no offense to Mexicans, I'm not on your back. I love Mexican but food. But <laughs> it's very high in calorie. It's extremely high in calorie. And, and supersize everything. But wait a minute. If you have a dessert after what you've eaten in a Mexican restaurant, you're only gaining weight. Same thing with Italian food. Do not eat Italian bread with your pasta. Americans do. In Italy, they don't. 
Right. No, I mean, stop eating. Learn your carbs. Wait, what's your favorite food to you know? eat? What is my favorite food to eat? Salad, vegetables, I bet. No, um, God, I don't eat meat. So, um, so that's sort of like, uh, what, what, what is my very favorite food to eat? Like, I'm going to a vegan restaurant tonight, and they do it. They have vegan pizza. Like, I love vegan okay. pizza. You see, I, I don't like it. Okay. Um, vegan food I don't care for. I like meat. I'm unfortunately. It's too many beans. I gain weight on vegan. It's all beans and stuff like you know stuff that makes you fat. I basically eat balanced. Okay. And, and I like I love salads. I mean, I'm a salad freak. Okay. I'm an asparagus freak. Broccoli. You, you don't drink at all. You like? No. You yeah, I, of course I do. I had. Uh, I had. Oh, he I might had, have a glass of champagne I, well, on Christmas or How do you think I New fell Year's? off the Christmas tree and cut Yeah, that my was wrist. different. That was different. Had I had two on Christmas balls. Yeah. Yes. I fell, and the, the, they were blue balls too, and that's the worst. Of course they were. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's um, actually telling the truth. He got up on the ladder to fix something on the top of the tree. No, no, no. Tree. My daughter Leslie said, "Daddy, the top of the tree on the left star needs more tinsel or more bullshit." So I went up there with the, with a box of balls. Now I had a couple of champagnes, and which is one of the only times of the year that he drinks. And two champagnes. I'm shit faced to the wind, as they say. I mean, I'm okay. loaded. You could have my body. You could do anything to me. I wouldn't even know. So I fell off the ladder, and when I fell down, there was a box of balls that I was using. And my wrist, not the bottom, the top of my wrist went down and I went on it. Smashed And it all. cut me so bad. I Literally, he had to go to the hospital. He got infected and it was in the hospital for two in, days. I mean, really? And then I got it on this side. They told so. him, listen to how crazy this is. They actually told him that if he would have waited a, another week to come in, they'd have to amputate his hand because it got like all infected. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, so it was like a big deal. Well, but. Bo- you know, old balls are dirty. <laughs> think, think of all the time you've put your balls on the tree, all the dirt and the <laughs> dust. And the, you write and an autobiography? Please make well, that your title. Wait, the people that handled your balls. I mean, all your friends come over. They want to put your balls on the tree. They all have volunteer. Can I put some balls up and you say, yeah. Okay, let's go back, though. Hold on. So, you know, that's a dirty I thing. I want to go back balls. to her documentary real quick. So you've probably thought all of these because I'm like an idea person. But have you, got, have, you, uh, have you approached different, like, running and sports apparel companies to sponsor your documentary to maybe get some funds? I have, and we're still approaching some. But um, here's the thing, and it goes back to it being a little bit ageist. You go to certain companies, and they're like, yeah, it's not a sexy demographic because it's over 50, which right. I think is kind of absurd. And I also think it's wrong because I've done the research, and, and it's the over 50 uh, demographic that spends more money. Um, right. You got the money. Don't yeah. these idiots know that today we have more senior citizens on the planet than ever before? Oh my God, that all bags are living to be 100 now. I intend to live to be 98. And okay. then after that, you know, my facelifts won't work anymore. <laughs> well, so it's time to go. It was really hard to get uh, anybody. Like, I'm, I'm after some people at AARP right now. They're sort of interested in it. But one uh, of the things yeah. that I'm crowdfunding, too, is because I went to production companies, places that I've worked before. And what got me was one place actually said, look, if you turn this into a weight loss competition between your runners, then maybe we'll do it. And I said, well, uh, I don't that's bullshit competition. Like, these are people that ran through cancer treatment. There's enough drama in their lives. Right. They want to make jerks out of us. No, it's good. I think it's good, though. So I just thought, I, I figured you probably had already done that anyway, but I just, I, I want to make sure, like, you get all your funding and, and maybe extra to do whatever so you can have some marketing money and distribution money or any of those kinds of things because I think it's really the, a, the important The only positive con- side is that SAG sent us all a thing months ago about um, SAG said, we now have to have more senior citizens over 75 no, in not, you films. Knew, that's not how it goes. We'll go something they like that. They get a discount. You get a discount. That's right. Like if you, Well, it's not a SAG thing because it's a documentary. No, no but. SAG, SAG, now, SAG when, they make, when you make a movie, 
You have to tell them how many minorities, blacks, yellows, greens. You don't have to, only if you want their discount. Only I'm the one who did it. Everybody wants their discount. What schmuck doesn't want a discount? (laughs) It's got to be somebody from another world. So now I'm happy to say that I will be. Yeah, he's going to get a lot of work. I'm going to get a lot of work now because once we get to L.A., I'm going to my agent and Uh I'm going to say, where do you want to put me? I'm over 75 and I look decent and I can still speak. You know, I'm not at the point where so let's see what we can do. Because three or four years ago, I retired from work because you didn't get any work. Who wants that old bag? You know, he might have a heart attack on the set. That sort of mentality. Now they're changing. So the ace, the ageism is really starting to turn around. But it's going to be very, it's very slow. Because look at all the wonderful actresses we have in their 80s that are wearing mini skirts with sexy clothes and they got gorgeous <laughs> bodies. And Ooh. they're in, do you know how many movie stars you have? That Not 80. That? 80. I, I can't think of one, but, <laughs> but, but there are many. No, there are many. Okay, there are so. many. You know, so I mean, Joan Collins, there we go. She's as old as dirt. And look what she looks like. She's fabulous. That's There's true. So many older broads that are really, the soap opera friends of ours, they're all 128. No, they're not that old, but well, they're they older. Do you, know the from, do you know the ladies from Venice, the series? Uh, I know Katie McLean, who's working on it. I think she directed a couple episodes. Yes, we had I her know. on the show, and her husband, John Lindstrom. We yeah, love them. We love them. Yeah, we have all your friends. We had. We love John Patrick Warburton oh. and he uh, Patrick Fabian. We have. They're all great. Jo- but. John did that wonderful film about the man sitting on the park bench next to a gay guy, and they met every day talking about the dog. And then, they and then eventually love. they fell in love, and he had to tell his wife. It's a wonderful movie. It's so. Story. Wo- it's not his wife. It's his sister. It Whatever his the sister. fuck it was. <laughs> anyway, it's such a, a great time. thing for gay people. It made us feel normal and so wonderful. Actually, she is like because you you play a lesbian in Nikki and Nora, right? Or at least yeah. in the in the in the actual movie. I don't know. I haven't seen the TV series. Is the TV series the same as from the film? Yeah. Well, they did. They actually did a pilot. We did a pilot in two thousand four, and um, and this is another thing. I mean, you were talking about them wanting people of different ages now, and I hope that's true. I hope women. Oh, get it back. is true. Call Seg. It's slowly. It's too slow. It's too slow for me personally, and particularly for women, because like they'll take a sixty-year-old leading man and go, "Oh no, a forty-year-old woman's too old to play his girlfriend." I mean, it's it's just the truth. Oh, ridiculous. Forty for a woman is death that's in Hollywood. And that's and that is where I mean I do have a very because strong my good friend Taya Gill from Queers Folk. The blonde, she played a yeah. Leslie. Uh, she had a lot of trouble when she turned 40 because she no longer was wanted for the roles that she played. Now she's smart. She's making a lot of movies because she's playing 40. So don't try to play younger than 40. You have to play I 40. Think any, I mean, this is, I mean, in God's honest truth, I do. I, I am a very strong feminist and I care about women in this industry. And one of the things that I liked about Nikki and Nora was the fact that I think lesbians are so underrepresented, particularly in 2004. And we shot this pilot, and somebody leaked it online, and I don't know who, and it got so many views online. And I thought, this is actually heartbreaking, because the fact that there is a whole lesbian community out there who don't get to see themselves on television, so they're seeking out this pilot that never even aired, and watching it over and over again, and writing fan fiction. And people have asked me what I think about it, and I think, hey, I'm flattered as hell, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, because I'm I'm a very strong supporter of that community, but also how sad that that that's what they have to do. Because we we don't okay. exist. We are invisible. Okay, commercials today. If you watch, and I want all Actually, of our listeners now, and viewers to listen up on this, you will see more Black Americans now in a film 
You will see more Asians now in commercials. You will see more of everybody. But, but you, you never will see not see fags. gay people. <laughs> we do not exist. We are invisible. When we go to the movies, if we see ourselves, we're dizzy queens or we're trashy bastards that, that get killed. We're always garbage. They never have us as just normal married couples with and, houses and, and, and let kids. Me, and let me tell you <laughs> something. Except for our modern family. And let, they, 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 uh, they had a candle. But they made him a faggot, too. They made him a big chubby, girly thing. Oh, they have what? Oh, Campbell's Soup. There was a Campbell's Soup ad that I loved. Yeah, recently. Recently. Yeah. And you know what? If you're from Ohio, some place like that, you don't know, even though they're gay. you got to be kind of <laughs> hip to know they're gay. I want to see the guy, like, because there's a K Jewelers one, too. Let me just too. finish. Now, lesbians are tired of being seen as 18-wheeler killer dykes. Yeah, they 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 want to be seen as gorgeous women. We have many, many les. I have had over the years so many lesbian friends, and, all the women. and some of them were super duper Academy Award winning women. These are women that I, I, I Barbara Stanwyck, okay, people like that who are lesbians. And Agnes Moorhead from Bewitched. I knew Agnes well. She was a lesbian, and in those days they were terrified of being found out. Now I wish they would have come forward so that yeah. people, when they watched Bewitched with Elizabeth Montgomery, would have seen Agnes Moorhead, the mother witch, and not been afraid. But they portray lesbians today as killer dykes. Yeah, and they I, got, but not they, in Venice. They don't. That's why that series is so successful. But wait, and gay men—they're flying, flaming fruits. I mean, there's not a gay man out there that's not limp-wristed <laughs> and ooh, 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 ooh. Now, well, Jimmy and I are not a like that. Things. I, I, um, I write now. I write more than I act. I started writing because they let me write uh, an episode of CSI, and I sold a script after that, and then I sold another one. So I've sold five scripts since I left CSI. Congratulations. Thank you. And a promise that I'm making, because these are two things that I care about very deeply. I care about how women are portrayed, and I care about how the LGBT community is portrayed. And I take care of both in the things that I'm writing. And it's because it's, I feel like I, if... if certain aspects of life are normalized, then perhaps we as a country could come together a little bit more because Hallelujah. Well, I think a, a part of the problem, a lot of the problem is that there are places, I mean, look, I'll be honest, I live in LA and I know they have this whole bubble thing that they say. The fact is I don't feel like I live in a bubble because I see different types of people every single day. It is normal to me out here, and I and I see that there's nothing wrong with people who are different than I am, and I think there are large portions of this country who don't see people different than they are. Absolutely. So I feel like it's the entertainment industry's responsibility to put that out there and to put it out there that this isn't dangerous, this isn't scary, this is normal, this is okay. And shows like The Fosters, my friend um, created yes. It's fantastic. Two moms raising a really colorful family of foster Good show. Kids. Really oh. good show. But listen... I'm in the business 52 years. I started at 19. Okay? I was on Macmillan and Wife with Rock, Rock Hudson, for real. And he stopped the production because he, he read a line that he really was not comfortable with, and then he made an issue of it. And he said, this line has to, it's too feminine. Way too feminine of a line. Uh, I, my personality doesn't say talk like this. He was so paranoid of being found out that he was gay. And that's a sad thing because Roy was, Rock was a fabulous person. Mm -hmm. If you knew him, he was not movie star. He would kid around. He would clown around. He would sit down and bite your sandwich. He was a sweetheart. 
Somebody in the chat room said, "Stop picking on Ohio." I don't know what that means. No, I, lo I love Ohio. <laughs> Two of my, three of my best friends. Are Everybody from in Ohio. there says they love you. So we have to, because we have another guest in a minute. So oh, we, no, have to, no, we have no, to, no, we have to, no, wrap no, 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 we have to wrap this up. So we have to like get get all the. Can I come to your house so we could continue this? <laughs> <laughs> when we, when we're moving to Palm Springs, we'll have you come over for dinner with us. I'm serious. I'll cook you a very healthy Italian meal without any garbage. Uh, I'm stuck. Oh, good. It's a date. And, and that'll be a thank you for doing the documentary for us. There you go. Well, so hold on, everybody. It's very important, you guys. This is a really important documentary. We have so we many want, guests that we, we want, love. We're going to have a we house want, like a restaurant. Uh, okay, let's go, though, Cole. We want to, like, get this thing going here, everybody. We, it's a very important documentary, you guys. Please support yeah. uh, Liz Vassie. Follow her on Twitter, at Liz Vassie. Um, go to Indiegogo.com. Type in The Human Race. Follow at human race doc on Twitter and go to the hyphen human hyphen race dot net. Let's support it. I mean, she's basically like got perks that are from like the most famous people on the planet from all your favorite shows. Um, and, and not only are you going to get a really great perk for something, but you're actually helping to produce something that's going to actually bring value to the world. And it's really important. So please support, uh, support for the, the documentary. For the forgotten people, the aged. I hate the word ageist, but for the aging people who are not even aging, for the new youth of America, and that's what we are, we old bags, we're the new youth, because remember one thing, what we've got in our heads, you have not found yet, you have to live to be our age, we have seen, we have tasted, and we have touched everything in the world, we've gone through wars, We've gone through prejudice. We've gone all over the place where you younger people haven't. So respect us when we speak because we speak with authority and we speak because we were there. There you go. Amazing. Amazing. All right, everybody. Oh, what's, See, your, what's the cat's intelligent name? Sometimes. What's the cat's name? <laughs> I, have three, I have three cats that are named after the scientists that, that found DNA. So there's Watson, Crick, and Rosie because I got them oh, from I my love it. CSI. <laughs> so that's great. Love Dude, all right. Is your husband like you in personality? My husband is. Huh? I married so far is up. I, I married so far up. I, I won the spousal lottery. I, I am. I am. I still have such a crush on my husband. He's that is so <laughs> nice. Well, I hope we meet him too. Yeah, he can come. And don't think. And don't think <laughs> we're not getting together. You'll get a phone call if you say who. I come right over to your house. I'll burn it down. Never, hey. never. No, okay. I'll come to your house. How could you forget? All right, so everybody, uh, please follow Liz Vassy. Check out all the great stuff she's been in. She's got such an awesome, incredible resume. And a lovely personality. A great personality. As a, person. and, and, a lovely person. And don't forget to follow at Human Proud Race. Proud to know you. Don't forget to, to uh, follow at Human Race Doc on Twitter, and that way you can just click the links and, and, and follow it, and, and you can get to Indiegogo. And thank you so much for coming thank on the show, you. Liz. We really appreciate it. You're a great person. It was a fun time, Liz. Thanks, more. Liz. Bye. And you're, you're going to come back. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're coming back. Yeah, all right. Chad, wasn't she cool? I love her. I love her, too. We have the best guests, and everybody listening in the chat room and they all, all loved you, it. We, you know, we don't blow smoke. I, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. If I don't like you on the show when you come on, I'm nice, I'm polite, I avoid you. But we, I have to tell you. Everybody we, loved her. We, and Meg's <laughs> in the chat room. Hi, Meg. Hi, Meg, and she's from Ohio, so whoever wrote that, blow it out your nose. Meg wrote it. Meg wrote it. <laughs> oh, Chad. <laughs> Meg, I'm gonna. Oh my, Meg, are you out of your fucking mind? I love you to death. You're my sweetest, dearest friend. So everybody, Meg listen. wrote it. Oh, I love it. You can hear the Jimmy Star Show, you guys, on W4CY Radio with the super talented Chad Murphy every oh, Wednesday from three to yeah. five p.m. Eastern time. 
We're also on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in LA, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeart Radio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker on TV. You can see us on Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. Check out the Jimmy Stars World website. It's awesome. It's jimmystarsworld.com. We want to thank Stefan Bell. He's uh, developed the whole thing. It's fabulous. I'm sure he's listening. So hello, Stefan. And how his gorgeous wife. Tina. Tina, my sweet. I love you. Okay. Where do you see the next guest? All right, so Chad, go ahead. Let's call the next lady. Every Roger man's that. Fantasy. Every man's masturbation fantasy. She's magnificent. Where do you see this one? Better than a Barbie doll. Built like a brick shit house. This one's a hot number. Yes, she is a movie star. I know, but she hey! Looks like, look at her. Look at her. <laughs> Good. Are we working? Hey, it worked. Too fucking glamorous for me. Look at her. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Donna. How you doing? No, no. Her name, her name is not Donna. It's Do You Wanna. And then she says either yes or no. Hi, it's nice to meet you. Look at you, you sexy woman. My God, she's a she's like a Marlena Dietrich. We gotta like get. I want to make sure. Okay, say something, Donna. I just want to make sure everybody can hear you well. Hi, everyone. And I'm so glad to finally be on the show. And we're happy to have you. Well, not have you, but have you on the show? Do you want? Anna? Anna? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Do people so, tease you about that? Because if you were living, if you came to Brooklyn, people would say, "Hey, baby, do you wanna?" And you'd say, <laughs> "Think of that was your name." And you'd say, "Yes, I, I wanna." <laughs> well, no, actually, uh, when I got married, uh, the pastor kept calling me Duana. <laughs> and I couldn't correct him because it was during the ceremony, so you know, I used to it. Well, and then when you said I do, did he think that he was answering your question? <laughs> you wanna, I do. <laughs> All right, everybody. So now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the super fabulous and talented and gorgeous Donna Lee Heising. Hello and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Let me uh, introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. My darling, you look like a 1940s Marlena Dietrich movie star. Glamour, glamour, glamour. And I'm so happy to see glamour again instead of women without makeup looking like the horse's ass. And they, and they come on our show. You are so glamorous and so beautiful. It's a pleasure. To, and I'm gay, so I'm not after you. I don't want to. I don't want to do one. <laughs> then we then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Welcome, Donna. Welcome. <laughs> He's straight, so watch out for him. There and then go. we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everyone. Yay! Your necklace is gorgeous. You look so oh, fabulous. Oh, only only a, a fairy looking at you would say your <laughs> necklace is gorgeous. <laughs> a straight a straight man would have said you got some set of jugs, baby. But my husband's a big fruit, and he likes oh, your necklace is divine, darling. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, Donna is on Twitter. You can follow her at Donna Lee Heising. It's D A W N A L E E H E I S I N G, and she is all over the place. You're gorgeous. You're glamorous, and I'm fainting that you won Miss World, Miss Amer- Miss. Who are- Give me all the misses. Miss, Mrs. Miss World, no, Miss Give me all your misses. Uh, well, <laughs> at the very beginning. Who were you There's the first? There's too many of them. No, uh, I want to hear. Yeah. Fa- uh, I started out as a city, a city queen. I was Miss Cypress. Um, then I was uh, Miss Miss Orange County uh, Universe, and um, I was Mrs. California United States. And um, 
I was in a lot of contests. I mean, it was fun for me when I was growing up, and it was great. But I was but also in this Los Angeles Chinatown. But Miss World, I mean, that's like the ultimate beauty pageant. You can't get any better than that, Miss World. What are your measurements? My measurements? Yeah. Uh, 36, uh, 24, 35. Like my daughter Leslie. My daughter <laughs> Leslie was a 36B, a 24, I think, and, and maybe 35, something like that. Uh, yeah, wow. That, that, that's a, I know what you go through in pageants, my darling. It's work and nerve-wracking. And at the end, when, you, when they bring you, and, you know, oh, my daughter not only won the pageant, but she won the, uh, what is it called, photogenic for the best. Oh. You know, that she won two in one pageants. She hated it. She hated the pageants because the girls were all bitches. They were all <laughs> they, were, they were pretending to be sweet and nice to be Miss Popularity. And Leslie said, meanwhile, they'd slit your throat if they could. You know, all young kids, stupid, vain. They all wanted to be beautiful and think that this is going to be their answer, you know, yes. in the world. My daughter today is a tabletop designer. So there you go. She designs your tabletop. Tells you oh, what china to use. How to decorate a table. But she's very big. I mean, she's famous in it. But she never she never pursued her life as a, uh, a beauty queen. She did, she did model. She did model. She did model. For, she looked like Michelle Pfeiffer and Grace Kelly, my kid. A green-eyed blonde. No, she's a beauty. Still a beauty. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer is gorgeous. Yeah, and my daughter was taken for Michelle a lot, but mostly Grace Kelly, if you remember who Grace Kelly is. You know, yes. the... Uh -huh. Cool blonde, cool blonde, you know, green eyes, beautiful. Like you, another knockout like you. Now tell me something. Um, does it annoy you when you walk down the street and everybody's looking and the wolf calls and the guys get right away stupid and sexy and, and treat you like a, like a Barbie doll? Because that's what you're like. You're so beautiful. You're frowned. It looks like nobody even wants to touch you. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, you know, I mean, that... Especially as you get older. I mean, it's like you always welcome that. It's, it's validation, but it's not something, you know, that's not something that I want to be known for. Um, yeah. Especially you, for the family I'm from. When you walk down Santa Monica Boulevard, don't tell me that the, the truckers don't go nuts. The cabbies and everybody, they got to be whistling out the window. Or don't the men do that anymore? I don't know. Years ago, that's what they did. In my day, if you walk down Fifth Avenue, forget it. Well, Forget there would have been a parade, a parade behind you. I want to like go like right into your career a little bit because first of all, like you you have twenty like never. I mean, we have a lot of really great uh, actors, actresses, directors, producers, musical artists on the show, and like I look at everybody's IMDb, but with besides the fact that you have like a listing under every possible category of you working on all these different films. You have 29 upcoming projects. Like, like that is unbelievable to have 29 upcoming projects on IMDb, which is super fabulous. Um, uh, you're basically like uh, have uh, you you kind of like work a lot in horror and action, right? Because you're like kind of like an actress action star, and you're also in a lot of like horror movies. Well, actually, I um, I started out in horror when I came back. Uh, I came from the business world. Like, I started out actually in in the film world. I was in Blade Runner and um, a lot of things that you would have heard of when I first started out because there were only the three networks. Right. Um, and then I went back to school and I got my MBA from Pepperdine and I went into the business world. So I really only returned uh, to the film business about six years ago. And so I've done, you know, I've done a lot of indie projects in that time. And in 
the last two years, I started studying at South Coast Repertory. I used to be in a theater company. When I first started out, I was with Sal Romeo's Friends and Artists Group. Um, but I started taking it really seriously, so I'm studying acting at South Coast Repertory, and I want to do really good projects. Are, are you willing to make a movie without makeup and a brown wig, playing a distraught housewife with a drunken husband? Yes, actually, those are the type of things I want to do now. You don't want to be the sexy blonde goddess. <laughs> well, I mean, that it's fun to play that. You know, I can I kind of can do that in my sleep because I've always I've done that <laughs> No effort there. So it's not acting. <laughs> I, I really I really want to be a good actress, you know. I mean, like, like a Betty Davis. Um yeah, or or you know, to just make people feel or make myself feel, you know? Right, right, right. I, I but just, it's going to be a little hard because you're so beautiful. And <sighs> beautiful women find it difficult to play ugly women parts. And the ugly, bitchy women parts are the parts that people love. Uh, I'm sure that half of the people that see you on film are jealous. The women, the husbands are fainting in the seat and the wives are beating the <laughs> husbands up because the husband's wishing that his ugly wife looked like you. So that's a, well, it's a problem. It's a pro it's really a problem being beautiful like you. It's not easy. If you were an ugly actress, you'd get more work. <laughs> she's got she's got a hundred and something projects in six years. Well, she'd, ha she'd, have, she'd have two hundred and six. No, I, I noticed on your I noticed on your bio too, or I don't know if it was on your bio or I read that you know, with all the different great acting teachers and classes that that you also took a class with Richard Hatch. Yes, um, I took a, a bunch of classes actually at Irvine Valley College when I was still, I was a marketing director um, and I would start marketing and PR departments for different technology companies. But Looking, went, looking yeah. like you, looking like you, that's the job you had. Uh, I, I, I wish I was in the office. For 10 minutes. Actually, I, I worked for ERP companies, which, is, which are inter enterprise resource planning companies. So I worked for a, a number of those, and I started their marketing departments. So, was, I mean, actually, I shouldn't have had all this trouble with the computer that you were helping me with, Jimmy, because I should have been able to fix it myself. But, you know, that was a while back. <laughs> No, we had, so we, had Richard, we had Richard Hatch on the show, yeah, and he talked, and he was nice. like giving like acting lessons practically, yeah. like on the show for people. Was great. When we had him on, and he just died like two weeks ago, which is terrible. I know. Um, I he, was, he was still young. Actually, there was a wonderful teacher at Irvine Valley College named um, Robert Conrad, not not the other Robert Conrad, yes. Robert Michael Conrad, and he brought in Tim Russ and Richard Hatch. And so I was lucky enough to do a number of films with Tim Russ, who's since won an Emmy, and um, and then I took a bunch of classes with Richard Hatch. I love so that. that. We, that we liked him a lot, and and so did the audiences. I mean, we got so many hits on him and his show because he was really he and I together were going at it about acting. Because uh, I'm an actor as well. So I would ask him questions that people don't really ask, you know, intimate business questions about things that we do in the business. And everybody found that so fascinating that they loved the show. So you also did a movie because, like, I like to tie up, bring in other other guests that have been on. And two weeks ago we had on Lorraine Landed. And you were also in Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance. Yes. And, uh, and, and I have to see that now because I think you're the third person that we've had on the show who's actually had a role in that film. And so we need to actually see it because I have not seen it. Did you like it and was it fun? Um, it was so much fun. It was. I actually had a really small part in it, 
that I was lucky enough to have the part with Tommy Wiseau, who is infamous for the room. In fact, James Franco is playing him in a movie now. So I was I was really lucky because it, it's gotten, even though my part was so small, it's gotten a lot of attention because of Tommy. So I feel like it's taking me to another level, and that's where I met Joe. Joe was the oh, assistant okay. officer. That's probably why you had us on because we're all uh, Joe is our yes, manager. Yes, Joe. We want to give a shout out to what's up, Joe Williamson. Yes, We've gotten a lot of great guests from him. So hello, hello. Also, um, you did a movie, and I think it hasn't been re- has Forgiven been released yet? No, it hasn't. We haven't even started that yet. See, that's one thing. If you look at my IMDb, um, a few of the projects are still trying to raise the money. Right. So there, you know, it's like the the dates keep getting pushed back like there is one movie that I'm still really hopeful about it was called Etheria or it is called Etheria and that would have been like a, a, a series of five films with A-listers and Danica Fontaine wrote the books it was a children's a young adult series uh, I looked at, I looked at it I think when you go to to um I went to a website. I don't know what website it was, and there was a link that you could click and read all about that. Yeah, I did the publicity for it. Uh, Danica and I have known each other now for four years, and um, there are so many great people attached. Um, the Armstrong brothers, who did the action direction in uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movies, and um, major films, they were attached as directors. Uh, Silk Cozart was was attached to star in it. I think um, she was trying to get The Rock for the lead. I mean, it, it was so exciting, and um, I did the publicity for it for a year, and um, just didn't quite get there. Yeah, yeah. Rock Owen mm-hmm. was the casting director, and she was the casting director for Selma, and she's so nice. I met so many nice people through it, but. I think when you have to raise that much money, you know, you run into a lot of trouble. But yes. her book is fantastic. We know that well. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, we know that well with we, films that we've we're been trying in to film. do. I want to ask you a personal question. Is your husband a jealous man? Oh, uh, no. My husband, you know, I couldn't be in this business without my husband. Because at the level I'm at, you can't really make a living out of this. And my husband... Um, what does he do? What does he do? Well, he was the vice president of New Products for ConAgra, which is the largest food company in the nation. He introduced the Healthy Choice food line. But oh, then cool. he completely switched careers, and he went and got his CFP. So now he's um, he's, a fin- he's a financial planner. A financial so if, if, you, if, if you were at a function dancing function with his d- music and a stranger came over and asked you to dance and you said yes what would your husband do oh my husband's not jealous at all because he knows of you he's not jealous of you not because he's no, got no. her <laughs> if, if you if you were mine i'd throw a net over you and a chastity belt on you and everything i could find to keep people away i mean it's got to be frustrating to have you for a wife it has maybe he doesn't admit it he keeps it to himself but there's no way a man's going to not be jealous because i know every man when they meet you they get stupid and they giggle you know how men get and they all have an eye for you because you're just gorgeous my god you're so gorgeous oh 
thank you. No, don't thank me. You know She's it. Hot. She knows. It's the truth. Don't thank me. I'm you not do lying. a lot of really fun things, though. Besides all the different movies, you do what we do because you host a show called Ion Entertainment, right? Um, I do. I, I miss, I've done that for about 10 years. And I did it. I started it when I was still in the business world because I missed the film business so much. So I would go, I would work 12 hour days in technology and then I would go and interview people. And that's actually how I know so many horror people because um, the person that I did interviews 10 years ago was Matt Chasen and he handled a lot of the horror stars like Bill Obers Jr. And, yes. Um, I saw, I saw, because I went through your guest list to see if, like, we had had people on our show that you've had on your show, and and one of the people that you did a movie with that I always wanted to meet was Ted Michaels. Oh yeah, and Ted, Ted actually just passed away last night. Yeah, uh, everybody's going. It's scary. It was sad, but he was a great, like, he was a for me like a cult like horror movie, you know, person where his films, you know, they weren't like commercially huge films, but they were all really fun films and, and really good films to watch. And I watch all the horror films, whether they're high budget ones or whether they're indie. We were just actually at the at, at an indie horror film festival a couple of weeks ago in New York. Had a great um, time. Uh, oh, where they had all the different indie people. It was the um, yeah. Macabre Fair Film Macabre Festival. Film. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Which and, we're trying, I think, to bring to Palm Springs in, 18, in, in uh, 2018. Yeah, we're going to try and do it Yeah, in Palm we're going to try to do help them to bring it to Palm Springs because uh, L.A. has so many horror actors. I mean, my God, they're all out there. And we yeah, could bring Palm in a whole, Springs huge. Yeah, we could bring in a whole new bloodline of, of horror actors because in New York, they're the same actors that go to the same things. So we want to bring in the, the, the L.A. groups. So tell me, what are like, what is like, what we're is your... We're going to bring you in. What is your face? She's gonna. We're gonna see her anyway. We're gonna be going to when we're in California. We're gonna hang out. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You, I live in Huntington Beach. Yeah, which is oh, fabulous. I love Huntington Beach. So yeah, I'll interview you when you come out. You have you have, you have children. <laughs> I have two daughters. How old? Oh, don't do that. I don't want to do that because when people Perhaps. ask me how no, when they ask me how old my daughters are, I say much older than I. Oh, <laughs> well, you have two daughters too. Yeah, but my daughters are old ladies now. Well, actually, I'm really proud of my daughters. Uh, they're, they're not into the film business at all. They're in science. My oldest wow. daughter is a pharmaceutical rep for Santa Fe Aventis, and she's one of the top reps. She's won awards. She she won a trip to France. And my youngest uh -huh. daughter is a child psychiatrist at UCLA, and she was a Fulbright scholar. I told you everybody. So was if a, anybody, she, I told you everybody was a genius. Wait, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody ever called you a dumb blonde, you can tell them that Ron Russell said they can go up themselves. <laughs> okay, I'll tell them that. Because so, you are no dumb blonde, and those genes, my dear, went to your kids. Fabulous. But, actually, they're from my dad. My dad, my dad was a real genius. Um, he worked on the. Polaris missile. He had eleven computer patents. He was a computer engineer. Uh, full of DNA. Full of DNA. All so hold on though, because we've only got we've only got five minutes. And, and we're I watching you on a monitor. Well, what, they're showing clips of you from different films and, on the monitor, and, and you look say, fabulous. Yeah, I've got to say, oh. there's one shot of you with the makeup down and the hair all wild and sloppy, and you look like an actress. Right now, you look like a glamour dame, a glamour girl. 
from the from the nineteen forties, and that's a great compliment because there were no women more beautiful than the nineteen forties movie stars. So tell us though, uh, yeah, he's uh, we're very complimentary. You are fabulous. Um, what is the projects that we want to like tell people because we've only got a couple of minutes, and we want to make sure if there's anything particular you we want to like bring up for you. Uh, right, and, and and you're nice. You're not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or, or conceited you know, or I stuck nice up. Because I'm a mother and because I've been in uh, other industries, I'm not narcissistic at all. I mean, if you're a mother, you can't be narcissistic. You know, as a father, you know that you can't be narcissistic. But no, um, if you're not responsible for other people and you're in this business where you always have to put yourself on display, it's easy to become narcissistic. Yes. Or very neurotic because you fear that you don't look that good, so you worry about it. You worry more about it than yourself. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that, you know, luckily I've always been married, so I've never had that to worry about. But I am um, I am looking forward to being in Samurai Cop 3, which is supposed to have even uh, more stars in it. And I would like to thank Gregory Hatanaka for putting me into Samurai Cop 2. And he did that because he knows my uncle, Tap Fujimoto. I guess um, he used to hang out with my cousin when, um, you know, when he was younger. And and my uncle Tap was the DP on Silence of the Lambs in Philadelphia and um, Sixth Sense. And, and anyway, he's a, he's a legendary uh, cinematographer. Um, and then... I'm hoping that they'll finish 10 Violent Women Part 2, which is Ted's film. It's almost finished, and uh, Drew, Drew uh, Marvick and Johnny Cornette are, are planning to finish it this year. And I play one of the 10 Violent Women named Joanna. So I want um, that's going to be done this year. That's good. Uh, I'm, um, I'm working on a series called Scorpion Girl, and... I have big hopes for that one, and they're trying to make me into a business person and where I wear suits. I mean, I start out as a pole dancer. I am a pole dancer, um, but but they want me to be more conservative, and I'm taking martial arts. I have taken martial arts, so I think I'm going to be more of an action person there. Um, and then uh, I was in Thomas Churchill's uh, Cold Plastic TV. And that's a, a horror series. And Thomas Churchill is with Joe Williamson, too. So I'd like to thank him for putting me in the intro to that. And then I'm really excited about a film called Canaan Land. Um, it's by Richard Rossi, who is an evan or who was an evangelist, but is still um, a pastor. And it's a religious film. And it's about a fake evangelist. But I really wanted to get into religious films. I'm taking uh, classes with a pastor named Michael Sewell. So that's a, that's a genre I really do want to do. There you go. Yeah, but you could never play Christ's mother. <laughs> I, I think I Never could. happened. <laughs> never. Not, if they strap you down, maybe, and put a baggy dress on you and take all makeup off and put ugly makeup on and put that hood over your head like a burka. Yeah, in a burka, you could look like her mother. His mother. <laughs> so we want to make sure everybody follows you because you do your own Twitter, right? It actually is you on Twitter? Yes. Yes, so everybody, I'm still learning about it. 
Oh, that's okay. So, uh, but but you you're you're on this, darling. With your brain, it'll take you two seconds. You guys, you can do Donna Lee Heising. Follow her on Twitter. Check out if you go to her IMDb. She's got tons and tons and tons of movies that are out. Uh, if you're a, a horror movie fan, there's a whole bunch of them in there. She's also got a lot of stuff that she's done with Aki Aliong, who who uh, we're gonna get back on the show. Um, and he's super super yeah, well known. Had great credits. It. And he had the same problem with Skype that I did. So thank you for helping me with it. Yeah, but he didn't get it. You know, he's older. He's much older, way older than you are. How old is he, about 80-something? 83. 80, 83, it's a little difficult to learn the computer. At 83, you forget where is, you put your he teeth. He very, you know. very sharp. I'm actually the vice president of his mustard seed media company. And he works a lot with China. So... He definitely wants to come back on your show. Yeah, we're going to work it out. Absolutely. So, so here's what we, we were got. so disappointed. Here's so what we got to do, though, because we only have like 30 seconds left. So everybody, follow Donna Lee Heising on Twitter. Um, check out all her films. Go on IMDb. Check it all out. Also, check her interview show, Ion Entertainment. Um, she's got some great stuff. She's got great things coming out. We want to. I love all the clips that Chad's playing. And, and wanna, now I'm seeing so many different personalities. We want to. We want to thank you for coming it's on good. the show. We want to thank Joe Williamson for uh, having you uh, introduction wow. to us for having you come on the show. And when some of these films come out, let us know, and we'll bring you back. Definitely. Great. And when you come out to California, let me know, and I'll interview you. Absolutely. Yeah, because we'll we'll be. We'll be in Palm Springs, so if ever you come through Palm Springs, you'll come we'll to the house, and we'll cook, we'll hang out, we'll just We're going to set a studio up there, too, so we'll have you come in live yeah, and we'll sit with us. Yeah, you should be live with us. Because All right, we, we got to go, though, We could light, We could okay. light you better. And thank you, Donna, so much. Donna, thank, thank you. Everybody you're, for you're, tuning you, in. You, you're keeping glamour in Hollywood, and thank you so much for doing that. Oh, thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. So thanks so much. Next week, we got great guests. Today was a lot of fun. Everybody in the chat room, thank you so much. Chad, thank you. You're a rock star. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.